Hi guys, it's Roxanne Maria. Yo, it's Teo Fam. <laughs> That's actually my name as well, you know. You're I'm not even <laughs> And we've got our guest here today. Tell them about yourself. Um, hi, my name's Casey. I run Blank Tile Marketing Agency. Slip. Nice. What is Blank Tile Marketing Agency? <clears throat> so, uh, Blank Tile is a um, sports marketing agency. We work with sports professionals and entrepreneurs to help scale their businesses. Fair enough. Mm. Um, doing that for five years now. How have you been finding that? It's been all right. Um, obviously, lockdown happened, mm. and it was a bit. It was a bit difficult because mainly our stuff was filming and a lot of like outside stuff. But mm. then lockdown happened, sports shut down, mm. so we kind of transferred over to digital, and we got into like paid marketing and helping people scale their businesses online. And everyone had like the um, online coaches and transferring online. We're kind of yeah. like center. Yeah. With that as well So yeah it's good It changed the business In a positive way Which yeah. I know a lot of people Can't say but Yeah fair that's enough good. That's good Because you were doing So you would have been Doing Blank Tile For just up to a year Or so Before lockdown Or uh, a bit Coming up to three years Okay yeah. cool And then lockdown And then two years Yeah after. Cool So then During that period Before lockdown like How would you describe things Like in terms of Progressing this Whether it was good Bad up or down consistent? Yeah it was um, It was actually going Really well I was meant to be out At the Tokyo Olympics. Oh yeah. So okay. that was right on the cusp. Yeah. I remember you saying that. Actually. Yeah, and yeah. I said I was so upset when um I couldn't go out there with um a certain brand. But it fell apart because yeah. obviously they said no one else is allowed in there yeah. unless you're part of the inner team and mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm looking forward to that. That's sort of a next step for my business anyway, because I hadn't been on a project that large. Yeah. And then lockdown happened and I just had to immediately adjust. So, um, how did you get into filming? And like, are you self-taught? Did you learn it from someone? Did you like? Um, Yeah. So, I I went to uni, um, and I did sports product design. Okay. Okay. Um, Love sports all my life, anyway. And one of my friends at the time wanted a video to be president of the ACS, and he thought my course meant, oh, do a do do videos. And I just said yes. I said, yeah. oh, I can do videos. Mm-hmm. I downloaded um, After Effects at the time. I did a video frame. It took me ages, mm-hmm. which now I could do in like 10 seconds. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> when, I get, when I did that for him and he won the president position at the ACS, everyone was like, who did the video? Then I started getting sort of inquiries, but other people saying, oh, do you do videos? I was like, yeah, yeah I guess. Sure. Um, it kind of snowballed from there. I was getting like 20 pound here, 20 yeah. pound there. I was like, okay, there's some extra income because, you know, uni was a bit hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then I transitioned into actually making a business in uni. Um, and I was working with a lot of the ACSs across the Midlands doing, like, events and doing That's cool. um, stuff for actual the uni and stuff. And then um, I did something for the BBC because okay. they saw some of my work. Yeah. And that was just, there was a business I was running in uni, just yeah. editing videos and going out and filming and I'd have other people in other unis doing stuff. So that's my first taste of like running yeah. an actual mm-hmm. company. Came out of uni. I was like, oh, I can, yeah, I can do this. It's, it's going successful. Yeah. Outside world was completely different. For a year, I was really trying to make it work. Um, just wasn't working at all. The same mm. clients just didn't have the money. Because yeah. Of money, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So for two years, I worked as a project manager for an out-of-home advertising company and... Um, I learned a lot there because it was marketing and working with massive clients. Um, and I was working out how to 
get a project completed from the stage of um, starting massive budgets yeah. and then mm-hmm. it goes gets posted and stuff. And it came to a point where I wanted a promotion because I was doing, not a promotion, sorry, um, a raise. Yeah. And I was like, I, I deserve this. Yeah, because yeah, I can do I'm this. Doing a, I'm doing a lot of work here. It got blocked. And I literally just like, okay, I'm quitting. I had no plan. Yeah. Mm. Savings were a mess. I was like, I'm quitting. And then I took a holiday to Jamaica. And I was kind of like, I need money. What am I good at? Yeah. And I was like, oh, let me try the filming thing again. Mm. Um, and I literally was just working with friends who tried to start their own sort of sports app as well. Um, did little videos for them. And again, the whole snowballing effect happened. My videos were getting traction, yeah. attention. And I was like, cool, I can actually make some actual money to live off now. Mm-hmm. Um, until I was working with uh, another platform. And that kind of got me into working with Nike. Mm. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go check, go check, go check, go check. Yeah. <laughs> working, with, yeah, working with Nike. Um, and then um, doing a lot of videos uh, kind of between the platform and Nike as well. And it just put me in another level where I was like, okay, cool. That's Building it. something. And I just wanted it centered around sports. And yeah. Yeah. Kind of just, yeah. Snowball. It's all learning and development really. so with um like working with nike yeah mm. is there any other people that you've worked with already that's already done that you could actually mention like a couple of names couple of people or nothing like that or you're not allowed brands. to brands any okay. uh, names individuals or brands whatever uh, uh lucas aid cool nike yeah. i did something for adidas yeah um gq Harvey Nichols and all of these kind of just came about because <laughs> of work that you've done previously yeah, yeah. um so quick one. What was the like the first one? So the first big one for you outside first. of BBC. So this would have been when you're as blanked her. No. Oh, first big one was probably Nike. Okay. But that was also that was in partnership with me doing stuff for yeah. a platform that I was doing that I was doing okay, work for. Yeah. So cool. But it was a good taste of okay, these are bigger projects now, and then I can actually put this work and build up my own business, mm. um, and then hopefully get clients outside of That's working cool. with them. And yeah, yeah. So how did you feel when all these opportunities were coming to you? Like because um, you must have been overwhelming or like exciting or yeah like, I think you know I mean? initially one of my things was like oh I've always wanted to work for Nike and it looks great and you see the videos yeah. and other things and then novelty kind of wore off with working with the big brands because I was like oh okay I know some people will be like oh I was getting like free stuff all the time from mm. this brand and that brand sent to my house all these other things my friends were like oh yeah let me get this get me, me size yeah, 10 yeah, yeah. In, the, in whatever it was um and it, it wore off because I was like, I didn't feel like I was um, doing anything other than just producing videos for other people. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was helping anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when I came away from work with the big brands and I transitioned into who can I actually help? And it's um, individuals like uh, Dami who I went to her and I said, I like what you're doing. Yeah. I'd like to really try and work with you and build, help you build out stuff. And it will help me as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked her, I said, can I work with you? And she's like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> they all got ignored. I, I remember that as well, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got ignored. And I was like, all right. Know, black, black business, I like the clothing, all that stuff. I said, oh, let me try some stuff. So I wanted to use it as more of a portfolio and learning curve for me. But also, in turn, I kind of told her, I said, listen, in return, you're getting 
someone who knows yeah. extensive amount of work. And yeah. <laughs> but how, how do you feel like, about that though? Because technically you're big time, technically at now, this point. No, yeah. but even, uh, even then to be fair, because you would have done a few bits and bobs, you would have done like and mm-hmm. other things like yeah. that. So technically you're big time coming down to show someone like that, yeah, you're here for them trying to help. Yeah. But I'm assuming you would have spoken to several different people as well. Yeah. And it's like, was that typically the kind of response you were getting or was it more people were like a bit more enthusiastic than others? If I'm honest, I... Uh, one thing with me, if I'm gonna try something new, yeah, um, I'll do it for free. And I say this to people, I'm like, if you wanna, you're going to a new industry. <clears throat> if you're working in, uh, let's say finance, mm. and now you wanna be a chef, you can't be like, oh, get me to the Michelin star restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to start from the beginning. So, even though I'd worked with big clients, I was like, I'm trying something new. I've never worked directly with a brand owner, business owner, yeah. to be like, let's build and let's work on content and let's do you know what I mean scale it up in a way and let me test this and test that and I'm quite happy that she was so open to be like oh let's, let's yeah. try it do mm-hmm. you know what I mean um so even now trying new things I don't feel like oh because of I've done 10 years as you know digital marketing and running an agency which has generated how much for clients if I'm trying something new I'll still go and be like I just want to try it mm. see how it works um so for me it wasn't a problem if that's that's the question. It wasn't really yeah, a problem no. for me to go and ask and just be like, "This is what I've done, but this is new. Can we work?" Fair enough. Mm. That's good. I like that. Yeah. So, what's like your favorite project so far? Like, mm. favorite project? Ah, you got me on the spot, man. <laughs> you gotta give us something. Um, yeah. Fa- actually, favorite project was my one with GQ and Harvey Nichols, okay. and that's because. Um, that's the, the, the rap, the artist ones, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was working with... That Heady and all of that Heady stuff. one, yeah. 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 So, from the start, my friend Leon, um, he came to me and said, oh, I've got this app, I want to try it out. It's called Run The Mic. It's, you know, you get artists and um, it's like, let's say TikTok, but yeah. you rap into the app and then uh, people, people from the audience, or whatever, can vote and then they get fast-tracked into, like, maybe... A studio session with Warner Music or something. Okay. Um, and he came to me and said, I want you to lead on the creative direction so we can go and make an online series. Yeah. Come to all the meetings um, and we can try and beef this out and try and get budget for the artists and all these other things. And it's like, because I was so involved in every single step of the way from yeah. when it was first the idea yeah. to then we had an event with like Harry Panero come down and um, other artists and then spiraled into a show where we had Hardy Caprio, Heady One, um, uh, M. Huncho, mm-hmm. Young Bane, all these yeah. other things. And I'm there, like I'm mapping out every single episode. I'm, I'm doing all the marketing and filming around it. I'm managing the team, all these other things. And that was, ex- that was good for me because I felt like I'm actually involved. And I think that's yeah. what I like to do. Yeah. Um, instead of just being, oh, produce a video that we have a brief for, mm. give it back to us. Do you know what I mean? It's like you're at this point, you're the real content creator, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm starting from like birthing ideas, really, and I'm That's really, good. really delivering it. Um, and I feel like it's mine mm. in a way. So, yeah, is there like a is there like a number two of that, like a different scenario that's equally as good? Um, yeah, but I can't talk about it. So. Fair, enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So, um, when you're working for brands. Mm. What makes you like want to work with them? What makes you decide to work with them? Um, number one is 
I kind of look into like what they kind of stand for in a way. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's you got to have a mix of you know race in your you know, what you're doing. Like, don't yeah, and I got to feel like it's authentic as well mm-hmm. in the brand. And um, I I also actually have to like what it is. Mm-hmm. Like I've had brands come to me say, "Okay, work with us," and if I look at the clothes or whatever, I'm like, oh, I don't really like it. I might just be like, "Oh, I'm not." so and i do that because then i know that i'm actually going to be involved i actually yeah. want to see this grow and I actually want and it helps me if i'm like i actually like what i'm working on um to actually just work doing with them. it yeah, you know I mean? yeah. So just i'll just do it for the money or whatever yeah. so that's one of my things um and just yeah they're, they're nice people i guess <laughs> got a good budget <laughs> yeah and i'm guessing it makes it less exciting anyway when you just do it for the money so yeah i've had products like that where yeah. they have a good budget and i'm just like okay, i'll do it but then i'm just bored yeah those don't actually turn out well like i just don't deliver well and even i'm trying i'm just like i've i clocked out before yeah. i even started and yeah. yeah your mind ain't all yeah. into it so i've noticed that about myself and again just learning over and over again of what I work on so mm. well, like speaking of money obviously mm. as a business owner you've got to make sure that you know you take care of yourself as well as your business because mm. both of those things are going to cost obviously yeah. um so as you go about like with everything you've done and with all your history and with all the brands and companies you've worked with it doesn't necessarily mean work is ready and available every day for you no. mm-hmm. so how do you ensure that you're able to basically keep up on top of things like manage your money well firstly and then ensure that you get more business going forward so and this is something that was taught to me by my dad is um any money i get in whether it's 10 pounds 100 pounds or higher like just put things aside for something i guess it's different as a business owner yeah but i have like a let's say 100 let's say 100 pounds right um 20 percent for me anyway goes to the tax yes yeah. mm-hmm. um i then put 40 percent away don't touch it it's just there yeah whatever it is it i just I just don't touch it and that's like i call it old money new money i just yeah, it's yeah. my old money pot not gonna touch it mm. um and then the rest of it is split up into money that i actively every single month put into investments and um i just have to use it just put it into whatever it might be some stocks mm. i tried a bit of crypto like all these other things mm-hmm. um 10 percent also for um my own savings mm. Um, what I want to do with that is yeah. percentages are all over the place. Whatever's left yeah. is everyday stuff, bills, um, yeah. if I want to yeah. go out and eat yeah. and stuff. But because I've enforced that, I know that even like even through lockdown, like through lockdown, I'll be honest, like I, I had to actually ask for a bit of money because some of the stuff was locked away in accounts that I can't touch yeah. without eight months notice and stuff. Mm. So yeah. it was sprung upon me. But um, I knew the money was there anyway. Yeah, of course. And it wasn't as difficult as like I'm out. I've had times when I haven't been paid for four months yeah. at a time mm. because you know company guidelines, all these other things that they pay yeah. out. But because I know that I've built it up, I can kind of chip away at stuff that I've enforced them. And I just say that, yeah, when you get into business or even normal jobs or whatever, like just make sure you have your money. It's good to have things come in and people just like oh I'll spend it, but. Like money management, I feel is very key because anything can happen. Like no one knew the lockdown was gonna come down. All these other things. Like yeah, even, honestly. Even from then, now I'm even more like 
just stay on top of it. Like, yeah, lockdown it. was Lock, crazy. Lock, yeah. I was just about to say that lockdown was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> like it was a completely unimaginable thing. Mm. And like I remember, like I was I was turning up. I was in Miami, yeah. <laughs> and I remember, I, 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 I listen. I remember just saying clearly. I got the video on my phone. Like, I was snapping my boy, and I was telling him, "Listen, fun times are done. We're coming back to London. We're going back to work. We're going to make this money in it." Mm. Yeah. I got back to London that night. I got a call from my gym manager telling me my gym's closed. Thing done. That we're we're locking up. I said, huh? Yeah. I said, what? I couldn't believe it. After I just turned up to Miami, no, and no, splashed up all your red. I just spent the bag in Miami, and like, coming back to the end to That's nothing. Crazy. And I thought, I thought to myself, like, this is crazy, isn't it? And mm. but like you said, in it, obviously, I, I was prepped and prepared technically, not for this, but yeah. in general, and it had money saved and money available and whatnot. And then it just became a thing of thinking on the spot and then mm. utilizing the skills that I did have working online, um, doing programming for people, doing classes online and things like that. Yeah. And like more or less what I'm saying now to you is like, so when you're done with projects, yeah, how do you then work into your next one, more or less? Um, again, this is for me, I've, it's, it's really, really bad. Bad business model. Mm-hmm. Very bad. But most of my jobs has come from referrals. And what I do is, um, which has worked for me, is if I get anything in from a client, I'll give them 20% of the next project that they give me. Yeah. Okay. So if, if I work with, um, I'm not going to say, but I had a project and um, I was like, cool, like, let's get, get this one into me. Gave them twenty percent. They got me a next one for ten k, and they're like mm, easy money. So I gave them two k. Yeah, I take the eight and just work with that, and then that works for me because people are just like oh, I don't mind extra money for not doing anything other yeah. than recommending yeah. them over. So that's pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah. that's very good, especially yeah. when the budgets are the way they are. Yeah. yeah. So um, I mean, yeah, mm. you get the big ones. I can't really yeah. say this yeah. a lot. Yeah, but. yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, but you get too big yeah, as a bit, you know I mean? yeah, um, maybe 10, but, little 5%, but yeah. Yeah, honestly, the last five years has literally just been referrals. And that's worked for me up until a point where I was like, I don't like it anymore, simply because I'm not then in control of what clients are approaching me. Yeah. Because if a good word has gone out to someone and they come to me and be like, oh, I heard you're good, and that's when I and I look at them and I'm like, I don't want, I don't oh, want yeah, to okay. work with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm then not in control of what I'm managing and then... So, again, that's that's when I've then transitioned into um, setting up automation stuff and doing... I've never run ads for my own business, ever. But okay. I've recently started doing it and running ads so then I can, like, filter through. And these are things that I enforce other people to do and I teach. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, have a funnel, have email automation, have paid advertising, and you can bring in 10, 20K a month. And I've done it for other people, but I've never done it for myself yeah. because... I was like, oh, maybe the volume is a bit too much for me to manage. But also, I think it's more about how can I sift out people that I might want to work with or not want to work with. So I've started to do that. And that's actually a lot better for me to be actually handling sales yeah. internally in the business. And yeah, better for me now. So mm. That's good. So uh, talking about extra income, you did a mm. challenge on TikTok to make 10k a month. So how did, <laughs> that-, <laughs> <laughs> so how did that come about? And like, how did that go? Oh, oh. Did you make the 10k a month? Yeah, I did. I just haven't done any more videos. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, you well, made your 10k and you just left. You just yeah. you said, yeah, Do whatever. You know what I was actually doing for that? Um, I was testing out TikTok's organic reach. That's the mm. only reason I did it. Because um, I've been working with people who want to go onto TikTok and all these other things, I was like, "How can I make a video that will go viral?" 
And that was my only aim. I was posting on TikTok and I was mm-hmm. like, cool. I know this structure. I know X, Y, and Z. So I was like, I'll do this video. I, I filmed it at like 9.30 p.m. Mm. The next day, it got to 110,000 views. But you know what, though, yeah? <laughs> TikTok I is think, crazy. I yeah. think the moment you talk about money, yeah, whether it's TikTok or anything, it's going to... Everyone's interested. Yeah, but it's... There's actually a way you talk into... There's actually a way of like... It's like intrigue, problem, solution. Mm. And you do it in a way on TikTok to make videos go viral. I and get it because there was... Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but there was a guy, um, like, you know him. His name was um, Corporate Steve, yeah, on, yeah. on yeah. this. Internet, and he was talking about... Um, all the jobs that he's done, yeah, mm. and all the like, all his salaries in it, and it was very up and down like that for a while until it just kept going up mm. in it. Mm. But it's like he's obviously talking about, um, like I think two things. He was talking about people's perception of money and how they think, obviously, um, you know, earning above sixty or whatever isn't a lot. When in truth, it probably is. And on top of that, he was talking about like um, having patience, more or less, and 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 working in the right environment and the right jobs to obviously get the right check, basically. Mm. So similarly to what you're saying in terms of how it's structured mm. but it's like yeah i feel like it's just mentioned coins and oof. basically how i did this i'll get back to the yeah I, I did complete it by the way <laughs> yeah but, um i searched someone else doing a challenge i looked at the views they got and i just copied what they did and made it better mm. i think that's what i tell everyone if if you want to make a video go viral on tiktok anyway else look at what's better. working make it a bit yeah. better that's it there's no there's no music or hashtag, hashtags but yeah i was like cool but the only reason I did the challenge was because the video went viral mm. and I got like 120,000 views. I think I got 200 private messages and DMs. People find my Instagram DMing me saying, oh, how are you going to do it? And I was yeah. like, ah, oh, now I have to keep Now you it. have so, to yeah, do I it. To <laughs> I just, I shaped a thing on TikTok for no reason <laughs> because I was bored one evening trying to test something out. And then I went ahead just trying different things. And because I know how to make money online, it might not be how I do it, but I was like, oh, yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, I did pass. I just haven't. Yeah, I haven't. That's when you're gonna drop the vid for us. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> um, it will. You're not planning on it. He's not. Planning, he's not planning on dropping that vid. Just, it's gonna take him a <laughs> big minute. I'll do it. It just it's. Um, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Fair enough. So, what advice would you give um, to someone that wants to do more or less the exact same stuff you do? Running a marketing agency. Running a market agency, or um, separate from that, the filming part of it. Filming. Because I know it's technically two different mm. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, filming, filming, filming. And probably more filming because I think more people would be interested that first than they would the other. Okay. Um, firstly, running an agency isn't hard. Yeah. You don't have to know what you're doing. Um, if you're good at sales, you can go out, get the clients, find someone else to do the filming. You yeah. have an ag- That's agency model. Yeah. You're not really doing a lot. Like For a long time, I was doing a glorified job. I was like, oh, it's under, an eight, it's under blank tile, but I was doing 90% of the work, so I was just working. But I'd say uh, the three things is know your exact niche, know the exact person you want to sell to, know the market, know everything about them, mm-hmm. know what platform they're on. Are they TikTok-based, Instagram-based, YouTube, whatever it is, yeah, know it. Um, then let's say sports, they're interested in sports, but in sports, like, who are they? Is it a... Is it, someone recovering from pregnancy trying to lose weight is it someone that wants to be optimum optimum fitness in their 50s because they now want to you know go hiking or traveling Mm -hmm. whatever know that exact person first then you have to actually have a platform like just know your platform have a good message um have a good offer what are you offering them um 
for me again mine is digital marketing yeah. content creation and then optimization using paid advertising those yeah. are my three offers I'd, it's better if you have one because yeah. then you can be seen as an expert in the field mm-hmm. but as long as you know specifically what you're doing um that's going to make it look better for you and then just know how to market yourself well yeah. i think everyone in this space understands organically marketing yourself like building up your brand putting the videos out over and over and over again but i don't think a lot of people invest in paid advertising to reach people outside of the immediate circle of people who know you on like Mm. instagram or tiktok and stuff to really market themselves and then that's when you get into a point where you can have an actual business because if you're getting the people inbound who don't know about you at all Number one, more revenue, more money, more people you can sell to. But then also you can then take a step back, use the money that you have, give it to other people. You don't have a business. That's all it is. And because you've invested in yourself and paid advertising with other things. So I think understand the skills. I know film, videography and all these other things are stuff that I've learned over 10 years by mistake. Mm -hmm. I'm good at it. It's great. Um, Everything else around marketing and stuff that I've just picked up and learned and read seeing what works, tried it, seeing what doesn't work, learned from it. Do you know what I mean? Um, but uh, there's so much information out there on like YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, all these other things that if you want to start something, you, you can't just can. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Do you Honestly, say, yeah, yeah do it's, I mean? it's very easy yeah. to just pick up and do like anything. YouTube University these days, you can just, yeah. like, just yeah. step up and just get straight into anything you want to yeah, do. Yeah, um, let's just be a wizard in it by the end of yeah, it. It's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a lot. Like, I, like to to change your immediate circumstances, yeah, to some to a height that maybe you're not even aware of. Yeah. Sixty days, like that's. Oh, you read? No, I, d- I know that. Like, I know this. Is <laughs> I'm saying this. Sixty days, yeah. You can literally change everything about your current situation yeah. in terms of like if you were to have do the right research and obviously it's going to take some sort of money and stuff but even yeah. if you do it organically organically build up to something but your main thing is not the money it's the action of actually doing the things that you need to do to get to that point mm-hmm. yeah in 60 days time it will be completely different and you're in a, and then you're in a point to monetize whatever that thing is that you've built yeah which, yeah. You, which you didn't have before mm-hmm. even if you did have it before 60 days of change over that yeah. just working on the actions that you need to do differently to what you you're doing now can you will see improvement yeah. yeah i don't think it's hard what i do it's yeah. not anything special this um it's gone well because i've been doing it for so long but i also feel like someone else could do exactly what i'm doing in three months time yeah maybe not the amount of clients i've had but the knowledge yeah definitely like it's yeah, yeah. Just don't yeah. yeah don't be don't be scared of i think people have the fear actually of trying to do things and thinking they're going to fail and then they just don't do it mm-hmm. but um you get over that and you're just like i'm just going to try it anyway if it doesn't work learn from it at least you're further than not trying it speaking of um like failure and fear mm. have you ever had like like a shit day like at work on production like something that all you did that was completely bad your foot was still in the camera like, <laughs> like, like, like immense like that that you said off or things like that yeah so um, i've had i mean again this is early on this learning a person i hired went to film all these other things right mm. and then i was like okay cool make sure it's all done and happy and he was happy with it all these other things right basically the card corrupt everything was lost oh everything God. yeah 
and I managed it, but it fell back on me so heavily yeah. that I lost the client. It was a big client. I was like, okay, mm. fine. Um, but also, I'm not one that's going to be like, oh, you run my business and this and this and that. Like, I kind of went to him and said, listen, I kind of advise you not to go this route with the cars and all these other things, yeah. but this was this what happened. Cool, we'll deal with it. I've managed it. But again, this is when I learned about how to choose for the job wisely in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And again, that's nothing against anyone I've ever worked with. It's just, you know, you learn from what has happened in mistakes and then how to avoid it mm-hmm. after. But that was that was a bad that was terrible. I was on the phone yeah like four times for for the day trying to explain and they were just like, Oh you've ruined everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's crazy. Can't do anything about it. But I kind of want to get into like equipments and stuff because we know that in filming there's so many different equipments, yeah. so many different cameras. Personally, to me, your camera is a camera. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know the difference, yeah. but what's like your favorite like camera to like you know work with, or what would you advise someone who's getting into filming? Okay, what camera see. would you advise? Them to well, get? The camera that I use is a cinema camera. I used Blackmagic 6K for every single job, but I started off <clears throat> using Sony cameras. You say Sony. Sony. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the little vlo- vlogging yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 I advise you to get a certain camera. Um, starting off, um, getting into sports, I'd say like A sixty four hundred is a good filming camera. A bit more budget is the A seven three series, A seven R three series. Uh, they're good. They're gonna cost a couple thousands though. But mm. again, I don't feel like iPhone iPhone and everyone has an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can just start well. with yeah, that. Yeah, um, like it's honestly. changed to a point where if you use if you're using like cinematic mode on the iPhone, it's good. Yeah, very good quality. Changes settings to 4K on the phone, all these other things. So I wouldn't get tied down with if you want to start. I need a camera and mm. I need this and that. Like simple ring light, simple box light, like maybe 50 pound off of Amazon. Yeah, and your phone and a, maybe a stand. You can get started as well as someone else. I don't think the quality is that much different anymore as mm. to what it was before when everyone had an like iPhone 5 compared mm. to a camera. But yeah. yeah, I'd advise Sony cameras as a starter anyway. How many cameras are you on? I own one now. Oh, okay. How many? So before? In my life? No, no, no. Like oh. at one period? At one point, three. Oh, okay. I three. thought it would be more. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, because <laughs> I always feel like they will have just so many different like equipment. No, well, no, because I, again, other... Other clients want different stuff. So me yeah. holding on to equipment sometimes didn't work for me. Yeah. Mm. So I'd have cameras and they're like, oh, do you, can we use this camera? Which I didn't. I'm like, I can't buy that. So okay. budget would come in. I'd allocate some of that, rent the cameras. Oh, okay, go out, and I'd just do that until there was enough money where I was like, okay, I'm going to have this in-house camera. camera yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's the big 4K. Yeah, camera, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Blackmagic one. Um, nah, maybe that camera, even this one is hard because it's, it's manual focus. And yeah. I just want like a little... Mm. automatic thing for my tiktoks Hello, um <laughs> and like a photography camera and i'm I'm good but i was gonna say what's the um most expensive camera that you bought how much did it cost well, probably that one actually how much is it for something overall there's a lot of kit yeah uh, extra. so overall everything tallied up overall tallied up is maybe six and a half grand That's a lot. <laughs> it's so crazy how expensive <laughs> yeah. like Equipment is, you know. remember, like everything we see, all the things we watch on yeah, TV, no. everything yeah. is so like good color grading and everything. And it's like it's got no, yeah, that's yeah, it's got to make sense. Crazy. There's the camera for my one, the camera body itself, you have to get a battery pack, 
Mm. And get accessories to fit the battery pack on. You've got the wires, you've got the lens, you've got like the handle, the screen. Yeah, that's quite a lot of stuff. So you mentioned how like when you was in uni and that you were doing like smaller Mm. stuff, £20 like for videos and whatnot. So like since then, obviously it's a long time since then, what's like the biggest type of project you've managed since? Um, Yeah, back then it was... Yeah, 20, little 20 pounds here and there. Um, it moved up to like lower part of like 500, 1,000. The biggest budget I've worked with is 97,000. Um. God, look at what you're doing for others. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you can't say what company that was. No, yeah. no. Um, uh, but again, that's, that's budget. That's budget. It's split out yeah, amongst yeah. people, amongst my agency, and like yeah. you pay all over like yeah, no, occasional stuff. Um, mm. But Again, with <clears throat> I, my accountant even told me, or when we're going through it, but um, then paid advertising and stuff. Like I've helped generate over six hundred and fifty thousand pounds for yeah. businesses and clients that's cool. externally. And when I look back at the total number, I was like, "Oh wow!" Yeah, so, yeah, that's. But then you was doing the math on like what was in your account. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what, what was I paying? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but um, I think yeah, averaging now is. It depends. It's, it's a range of like how big you are, really. Yeah. It's like mm. a range from like maybe three k. If I know you, yeah, a little uh, something yeah, underneath yeah. that. But then like it can go up to maybe like fifty to sixty five, maybe averaging on yeah. the bigger projects anyway. But yeah. um, again, that gets cut away. Yeah, of so course. Easily, but Fair enough. Yeah. So, what's the next step for you in terms of work and? I was talking about working with certain clients and stuff. So I've just launched a business school, Athlete Creative. I felt like I couldn't help people who didn't have the budget to work with the agency. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, and I know when I started, I was like, I'll work with anyone, yeah. budget aside, because I wanted to. And I was trying yeah. to like help from complete beginners. So I've launched this, which I can help anyone from beginner up to you can actually say you're a business owner now yeah. mm-hmm. and the steps from like if you really want to start or even if you're intermediate working yeah. up how can um i help you um to get to that point where you're like cool and then maybe at that point then i can help you work with the agency and we can scale you even higher yeah, yeah. so that's my next step um it's more of a you know giving back to people i want to help and it's like you can be at any point in your career whether like you're simply an influencer or influencer then turned online instructor and then you mm-hmm. go up to yeah. business owner and then scale up to points where you're like cool i run a business now and i started from here and i just i wanted to fill that little gap yeah which um i thought was missing anyway and then just give them give them knowledge on like how to do that yeah how long do you think it'll be until you're like or if that's even what you want but like let's say hands off in terms of the way you run your business in a way where like just ticks over without you because if we're being real it's a fun thing to do yeah it is yeah, yeah. Like, it's like i think it's like if you was an actor you wouldn't stop acting because you're 90 years old if you, yeah. you have a role that fits your age or in there mm-hmm. so similarly as someone that's good behind the camera and loves editing and whatnot like will you always be on that part of things but then maybe do you like shift other responsibilities elsewhere or something like that my clients want me yeah. filming it and i found that i'm like oh i'll get someone else They're like no no we want you to do it yeah. so i don't think i've established that break yet i'm like this isn't just me it's like i've got other people that work with me mm-hmm. and do things but they're like mm, are you going to be there so uh 
hopefully in six months. I just I don't know. Like I'm trying to make this transition, but I think yeah. I think I've understood my role over the years of like I'm actually a business coach more than anything. Yeah. And the skills around it is like, oh I can actually film and I can edit and I can do all these things and give but I mainly find myself giving advice to people that want to build and like, oh is this a good idea? Like um what do you think about this? Like can you assist me on this? So I think mm-hmm. if anything, I'm hoping that athlete creative takes off yeah. and I'd love to be hands-on working with people in that sense yeah. um, so at least I've built a community I'm like listen specifically this is what you need to be doing yeah. talk to people one-on-one like you know all those things and I think that's kind of where I've found what I'm actually good at Yeah. the other skills are like learn and stuff but I think there's that so whenever that happens and I feel that the balance can't really equally happen i can't be out filming and doing all these other things with brands um mm-hmm. that might be the point and you know hopefully in six months that's to a point where i've like i've had a community and i can really help a handful 10 hopefully hundreds of people in a in a certain way where i'm giving back to them directly and then blank is the agency yeah. doing yeah. the filming and the ads and stuff that can just be run by someone else but i'm kind of overlooking it yeah mm-hmm. um, that's the plan anyway that's yeah, good. We wish you luck, man. Thank you. Yeah. I can't imagine it going any other way than the way you want it to go. Honestly. You know what I mean? Um, so now, well done on that, man. It's been very good yeah. speaking to you, obviously. Yeah, it's been lovely Thank speaking you. to That's you. And uh, you guys have been tuned in <laughs> to the Dami How podcast. Yeah. With Casey. Hi. Casey and. Peace out.